Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, it girls. So welcome back to my podcast. Today we're going to be discussing something that is super dear to my heart, something that I've been going through for years, actually since middle school. I stopped and I stopped. I stopped and I started. And then it happened again when I moved into my new place. So I moved here to D.C. from Atlanta in at March 28th. When did I move? March 28th. So I moved March 28th. And by the next month, I was going through sleep paralysis. And I can backtrack and see like what time and how this started. But I really wanted to go. And I feel like the Lord had put this on my heart as I was praying. And even after I got baptized in 2021, I was having this never ending battle. And I didn't know exactly what it was. And it was a spiritual attack. I talk about it on TikTok when I talked about my bouts with yoga and how I was going through a spiritual attack and while I no longer practice yoga, but I never really talked about the issue with my sleeping patterns. So without further ado, today we're going to talk a little bit about sleep paralysis, well, a lot about sleep paralysis. So if we don't know, sleep paralysis happens when you cannot move your muscles And you're awake, essentially, but you're asleep. So your eyes, you are aware, you can see, you kind of wake up during your sleep, but you're not able to move, you're not able to speak, and you're kind of just there um, surveying your room. And it's a very scary thing that you go through or that a lot of people go through and that they suffer from. And it really challenged me to look at the history of exactly what sleep paralysis was, because I'm going to open up about a story when I first experienced sleep paralysis, and I was in middle school. It was my first time, yeah, I think it was my first time, first or second time watching a scary movie. And, well, okay, a scary movie of this generation. Because, like, let me add, scary movies back then really just had, like, killers and stuff. Something about the scary movies now have to do with, like, a lot of demonic things in them. And so I remember, I I don't know, it was, like, the movie called Devil in the Elevator, I don't know if anyone remembers that movie, but the movie was called Devil in the Elevator. And I don't know what possessed me to watch that, but I was like, hey, I really want to watch this movie. My mom was like, hell no, I'm not watching it. But fine, since you want to be grown, like I'll let you and your friend watch the movie. So I watched that movie and literally hated the movie. Like thinking back at it, like why the hell would my mom be okay with me watching this? But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. And shortly after that movie, that same night and for weeks after, I started experiencing for the first time sleep paralysis. And at the time, I didn't know exactly what sleep paralysis was. And so when I was describing to my mom as a middle school girl, oh my gosh, I was awake, but I was, I couldn't move, but I couldn't talk. And my mom's like, how are you awake, but you can't move and you can't talk? Like, girl, you're just having a nightmare and you're having those nightmares because you've been watching a scary movie. And so my mom would just discredit what I said just because she never experienced it. And it kind of sounded crazy. And I'm not sure at the time how I exactly mentioned it to her, but she discredited it and she wrote it off as a nightmare. And I continued to have these quote unquote nightmares for weeks after watching this movie. And I remember I would go in and I would beg my parents to sleep with them literally in middle school because I was going through this and they would come and my dad would always pray for me after before I sleep like before I would go to bed he would pray for me and it got to the point where I was just like the prayers aren't working I'm still having the same nightmare and it (laughs) 
it's kind of funny because that's how I end up learning the Lord's Prayer. I started reciting the Lord's Prayer literally every night after that. The first time I was able to remember the Lord's Prayer word for word and recite it was the time that the nightmares or the sleep paralysis stopped. So after that bout, I was in middle school, and of course, I just kept going on with my life. And I'm like, hmm, what really is this? So I talked about it to my best friend, and y'all know I've been best friends with this girl since third grade. Y'all, she's literally intertwined in my life. Wherever you see me, there she is. Her name is Precious. And I told her about it. And at the time, she looked at me like, girl, that's a nightmare. But I was telling her, no, I was awake. <laughs> so as we begin to grow up, I remember the day she came to me and told me that she was experiencing this. I'm not sure where I got the correct word from or who taught us about sleep paralysis. But once I went back to my mom and told her what it was, she was like, oh, my gosh, I guess it wasn't a dream. Right. And so. Scientists write off sleep paralysis as something that just happens. I just read the definition to you all. But sleep paralysis also has a long history back in the medieval times where they really thought that a demon was attacking you. And if you look up these images online, you will see literally what I am describing. And so I'm like, okay, which one is it? Because it, is it given science or is it given demon? Because it was feeling like demon. <laughs> and it wasn't until I reached my big age of 25 that I realized that sleep paralysis is literally a spiritual attack. It's the devil's way of making sure and attacking you while you sleep. Because at the end of the day, the devil doesn't sleep. God don't sleep. We're the only ones that have to sleep. And so I learned that spiritual sleep paralysis is you letting a spiritual door open right? Or it's, it can be you letting a spiritual door open and also a hold that is trying to break free from you. So we're going to talk about a little bit today, strongholds and spiritual warfare. I know in the first season of the podcast, I talked a lot about spiritual warfare. I talked about that in the yoga episode, so you can go back and listen to that. But this is another, I guess, battle that you can and will go through in life when you are going through spiritual warfare. And so the enemy loves to attack us in our sleep because our guard is down. And I'm not sure exactly why that's like his go-to, but that's what it is. Um, and so I opened up with a personal story of the first time I experienced sleep paralysis. And I wish I could tell you that it stopped there, but it didn't. And I remember my mom, she used to always tell me to always watch what I listened to, watch what I watch, like watch the TV shows and the movies that I was watching. At that time, it was the movie Devil in the Elevator, right? And it was basically a satanic movie. And because I watched that movie, it really invited things in my life that was, I was no, like, I was never privy to, right? Because I never really watched scary movies that had that type of backing. The scary movies that I watched were like old school scare movies, 80s, like someone's a serial killer and that was it. Um, but the second time I experienced sleep paralysis was, Right after I got baptized, I got baptized again in 2021 as an adult. I mean, I got baptized I was like when I was younger, but seriously, when I was adult, I got baptized and I, it was 2021. And I remember saying that I'm going to take my vow of celibacy because I just felt like I remember the, the um, Bible verse of Paul and I'm going to read it with you, but it talked about not being a slave to anything and I don't know why, but like the word sex just came into my mind. And whenever I would talk about certain things with people, they would be like, oh, my gosh, I could never like I couldn't go without sex. How could you? But I really feel like if you can't go without something besides like 
food, water, and shelter, then you could also be a slave to it. And you don't want to be a slave to certain things. So I was just like, okay, maybe I should just pause on this (laughs) sex journey. Maybe I should just reel it back in. And after I made that vow to myself, all of a sudden, I suffered from nightmares and sleep paralysis. It was just like right on time. And it, it didn't take me until like literally last, what, two months ago to connect the dots, but I did. Anyway, go along with the story. So first time, well, second time, 2021, vow of celibacy, right? I end up getting into a relationship and I break that vow of celibacy and I started sleeping very peaceful. Like that is so crazy. Did not have any type of sleep paralysis, did not have any type of bad dreams. It's so crazy how like when you live in sin, you are not spiritually sensitive. And I really do think that it's not written in the Bible, but things go on around us all the time that we can't see, right? But it's not like you become more sensitive. It's like this has always been going on. But because I'm severing that tie, it's something trying to take hold on me. So fast forward, last relationship that I talked to, I talked about a little on TikTok right before I moved here. He broke up with me the day before and I broke my celibacy again with him. And he is literally a case study within himself. But that's another podcast episode for another day. Fast forward a couple of years and my bout with sleep paralysis, I still did not make the connection, right? And this could be the same thing for you listening to this and it might not be with sex, it can be with anything else. Like I said, I went through the same thing when it came to yoga and that was a whole nother battle. But for this one, I knew specifically what it was and like God gave me the site literally two months ago. Um, So fast forward, I went to go visit my friend and I told y'all about the crystal story, right? It was just so weird because I was fighting with this vow of celibacy and trying to hold on to my significant other, but I was grasping onto both of them very, very tight. And I knew that if I wanted to commit wholeheartedly to one, I couldn't commit wholeheartedly to the other. Like they weren't in alignment. And I was in a relationship where I was unequally yoked. And that was literally my downfall. Villain (laughs) villain origin story. And instead of grasping on to my celibacy, I gave in to my flesh because at the end of the day, we all have desires. We all have sexual desires. And after talking to one of my mentors last week, we came into an agreement on, I feel like the most, the strongest demons in this world are sex demons. And I, I just, I feel it in my bones and I feel like they have such control over this world because take sex aside, like sex is almost the root of every issue that we have. We have one in four women have been raped and sexually assaulted, right? Which means one in four guys are probably doing the thing. We have women being overly sexualized, disguising it as freedom, right? We have kids being exploited and sold into sex trafficking. We have sex thrown at us at literally every second of the day. There's no getting away from it. And so when you can't get away from things outside of TV shows, outside of movies, outside of music, it's like we're constantly consuming literally things that have to do with sex, almost like we're consuming food. And it's not until you try to take those things away that you become like, damn, I can't even turn the corner without something sexual being thrown in my face. And imagine these things are being thrown in our face since we're children. And now children are being exposed to these things a lot earlier. So they're having to fight these demons a lot earlier and they don't even recognize what it is. And I had this dream, right? And I, this whole time I thought it was a dream. It kept happening to me and I'm like, there's, there's no way, but I was in LA and this was the time where I, 
I've been beefing with the devil ever since. <laughs> and I say that and I laugh. I was like, I've been beefing with the devil. But no, 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 no. This was the time where I was like, okay, I'm putting my foot down and I need to talk to somebody about this, but I have to go about this in a smart way. It can't be someone who's going to think I'm a psychopath, who's going to think that I'm making this up. So I was in LA and I was sleeping at my friend's house, right? And it was no one in the room. And it always seems to happen when there's no one in the room, right? Because it's very easy for the enemy to get to you when you're alone. Hence why the Bible says it's not, <laughs> it's not good for man to be alone, right? But in times of our sleep, when we're having these spiritual doors open, it's very easy for the enemy to come in. And so this was like when I was trying to grasp onto like, you know, my man and celibacy at the same time. But it's like I couldn't have both. Not with that man, of course. And so I was giving in. And so I'm, here I am in a room by myself, and I'm going to sleep. And I kid y'all not, y'all, and it sounds crazy, but I literally felt like it felt like my man was, like, waking me up while trying to have sex with me. And it was like I was in sleep paralysis. Like, I woke up. I wasn't able to move my body. And it felt like somebody was trying to have sex with me. And I thought it was a dream, but I was just, like, trying to scream the word Jesus it felt so real, but I can see the room. There was no one in the room. And I like cried out because I was like, am I going crazy? I remember sitting up once I said Jesus, it literally stopped. Like, I mean, stopped. It was like foreplay, like a whole human being. I kid y'all not. And after that happened, I sat on the end of the bed and I just looked and I sat there like, am I going crazy? Who the hell am I going to tell this? Who am I going to tell this to? Now I have two friends that are prayer warriors. Now I'm a prayer warrior. I got myself indicted in the prayer warrior club accidentally. Be careful what you pray for. <laughs> but I was like, I want to be like my friend. I want to be a prayer warrior. Yeah, God gave me tools to be a prayer warrior. But after that, I was like, this seems so real to where I started questioning my own sanity. And I even started like, my friend, I'm like, but he wasn't there. So I was even asking him about his whereabouts. And he's like, remember, I told you I was leaving. So I'm like, okay, so it wasn't him. Did someone crawl through the window and do this to me? But I'm like, no, my eyes were open and I saw this, but it felt so real. So then I started to do some digging just because I'm, a, I'm an intellectual person. And I come across this girl's YouTube video and she talks about how a demon was having sex with her. And I'm like, oh no, there's no way. I, I have turned into these crazy Christians that we make fun of online. And so I'm, I'm listening to her story and I'm like, okay, this is the same thing I went through. This is the exact same thing that I went through. And I wanted to write her off, but because she was sharing her story and it was the same thing from like the whole being celibate to the whole fighting with being celibate to the whole fighting her flesh to the whole feeling like somebody was there with her in the room, it hit close to home. And so now I'm like, okay, great. I have someone online who does not know I exist. <laughs> and we both went through the same thing. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with this information? So you listening to this, I'm pretty sure that someone out here has experienced the same thing. Maybe not to this degree, even to this degree. Um, so I'm going to give y'all tools to get a peaceful night's rest. Um, one, I'm going to go over a couple times. I've shared with y'all two stories. Now, these are the times that sleep paralysis were, like, huge in my life. I did mention the yoga. Um, I told y'all the story when I went to L.A. That happened to L.A., and my friend had crystals in the room. So that was something that not only opened the spiritual door, but it was my actions as well. 
And then after my breakup, I was going through uh, sleep paralysis because I was like, okay, I'm done living in sin. After my first bout of celibacy, I'm going through sleep paralysis. And I'm like, huh. Not only was I going through sleep paralysis at this time when it had to do with sex, I was going and having like sexual dreams. I was having bad dreams. I literally had a dream that I was going to die unless I had sex with someone. And it was the wildest thing ever. And it was all while I was like, trying to be celibate and I'm like this ain't no damn coincidence <laughs> I'm not going crazy and so on the flip side of that after watching Little Mermaid I had sleep paralysis for two days because of the spells in the sh- in the movie again going back to the first time I had sleep paralysis as a little girl and watching Devil in the Elevator after I watched the scary movie and after I started giving up yoga I started going through sleep paralysis All these things, I separate it into two buckets, right? All these things in common have me opening a spiritual door that I should not be doing things and I'm doing them anyway. Um, Me opening a spiritual door and I don't necessarily mean to. I didn't mean to open a spiritual door by watching Little Mermaid. Did I know that I was going to go into the movie and she was going to recite spells? No, I didn't. (laughs) Did it happen? Yes. While it happened, did I start feeling uneasy like I needed to pray? Yes, because I'm so far in my spiritual journey that I can now recognize and feel in my body when something is wrong. But what happens when you're very early on in your walk with faith, right, your walk with God, you're not going to be able to easily recognize these things until one day it's going to fall apart and you're like, whoa, you're staring down a beautiful gun and you're like, am I going to sound like a crazy person? And I'm here to tell you, you're not. You're not. I've heard it all. I've been through it all. Like I can go on and on with certain stories and demonic attacks that I've been through and seen with my own eyes. Um, And so the second bucket that I put into this was a stronghold. I realized in my life that I was having that I had a stronghold. And so basically strongholds is something that takes hold of you that you feel like you almost cannot live without. It's like your kryptonite. It's like it's like food or water or shelter, right? It, it would be up there with it. Something you can't live about without, something that you crave. And it might not necessarily be sex. It could be drugs. It could be attention. It could be social media. But for me, I'm guessing it was sex. <laughs> so um, again, I take heed to the verse what Paul was saying, you cannot be a slave to anything. And also in the Bible, it mentions how like, sexual immortality is like one of the most dangerous things right and I used to always hear that but I thought that it was rooted in purity like purity culture but until I was having conversations with like I said my mentor we talked about last week about how like these demons are multiplying by the second and we feed them as a society no matter if you're a woman no matter if you're a man we feed them as a society and they get stronger And what happens when you don't break the cycle of a stronghold, it starts to have a hold over your family. It starts to bleed into your your children and their children and their children and their children. So then me being the person I am, I'm starting to research the sexual patterns of like everyone in my family because now I want to know. Now I want to know, because, like, do I, am I the only one with this problem? Or is, like, my dad had this problem? Oh, so my mom had this problem, too. Oh, so her mom had this problem. Oh, so... Wow. So we all just like to have sex, huh? (laughs) 
So this is leading me getting choked by a demon in my sleep. And I'm barely figuring out who to talk to because I think I'm a crazy person. And so I ran to the church. I'm like, look, somebody from the church is going to have to believe me when I say this shit. And the pastor did. Believe it or not, y'all. The pastor did. I was so happy when I heard my pastor tell his story about how he literally had to break the cycle of his sexual immortality and how he felt like he was going to die one day because a demon attacked him and he saw it. And I was like, I'm not crazy. (laughs) And so I'm here to tell you, you're not crazy. (laughs) So here are the things you've been going through sleep paralysis, you might go through sleep paralysis, you've been going through having bad dreams, you've been going through sexual dreams, you've been going through dreams that, I don't know, uh, someone is killing you, a dog is biting your hand, this is what you're going to do. First thing you're going to do is pray. Prayer is your first line of defense when it comes to these things. And I'm not talking about praying and miss. I'm not talking about praying and reciting like I used to do in middle school, right? I'm talking about prayer like, like your life depends on it. Because it does. Because the devil is not out to just disrupt your sleep. The devil is out for your soul. The devil is out to kill you. The devil knows his ending. We all know. For it's already been written. The war is already won. If misery loves company was a person, that's Satan. Deadass. So he knows that his ending is going to be damned in hell forever. But his job and what he wants to do is take you and I and however many people and children he can with him. And so if that means attacking your sleep so you believe God is not with you, if that means depression so you believe God has forsaken you, if that means shame so you believe God doesn't love you, then so be it. This episode's about sleep. I have so many different episodes about other things. But you're going to pray. And most importantly, you're going to pray without missing. You're going to pray without ceasing because your life depends on it. Number two, you're going to understand that sleep paralysis is not a punishment, but a bad breakup. Me going through sleep paralysis was not a punishment. It was me breaking down the sexual strongholds that I had in my life. That one, I can't get rid of on my own. Have you ever tried to fight a demon on your own? (laughs) (laughs) whenever you have sleep paralysis and I challenge this I have people who listen to me and follow me who aren't believers and some who are believers I give you all the tools and I'm not damning anyone who is not a believer that's not my job ever my job but I do know whether you're a believer or non-believer like this affects anyone but I will say when you go through sleep paralysis as soon as you're able to say the word Jesus it'll stop and that's proof within the pudding but it's not punishment it's a bad breakup number three you're gonna drive out the fear because if you don't drive out your fear from sleep paralysis none of this is gonna work you cannot be afraid of satan you cannot be afraid of demons and i know that sounds crazy like child i don't want to see that i don't want to see it either i don't want to experience it either and we all say that but do we really mean it because i feel like if we really meant it we wouldn't be participating in things that allow demons to enter our lives. Knowingly, right? Giving in knowingly. Uh, I'm not talking about unknowingly. But once you do find out what that is, you have to get it under control. And fear cannot be in the room. 
So when I talk about fear, I've talked about this with like my friends too, because they were going through the same thing. And lo and behold, I came to my friend talking about something. I felt like I was sexually assaulted. I was sexually assaulted by a demon. And she was like, oh my gosh, girl, I've been wanting to tell you about this because I went through it too, but I didn't want to sound crazy. And I'm like, hmm, it's not just me. It's not just you. It's not just the pastor. I wonder what silent battles people are fighting in their sleep or while they're trying to sleep when I meet them. She started doing things like sleeping with her Bible. I remember at one point, y'all, my sleep paralysis got so bad. I started having the craziest dreams. My dreams were so bad that my spirit started praying for me when I couldn't pray for myself. It was like breaking down these holds. The paralysis stopped, but then the dreams kept coming. And I remember in the dream saying no and started praying to God in a dream. Now, that's some powerful stuff. I don't know how I can fully describe to you how powerful that is. But when it comes with sleeping with your Bible, when it comes to sleeping with Christian music on, when it comes to sleeping with someone because you're afraid to sleep by yourself, when it comes to sleeping with Bible verses under your pillow, none of that stuff is going to work. You know why? Because I did it. <laughs> I've done every single one of them. Some of them with others. Y'all, I used to sleep with my Bible on the other pillow while music was playing. Hillsong in the background. Tamla Man in the background still having sleep paralysis. Like, how? I don't understand. I, it got so bad that it's crazy to admit this, but I started to record myself saying Jesus so I can play it while I sleep. So I felt like, okay, if the sleep paralysis comes on, then Satan's going to hear me say Jesus, and then it's going to stop. But did it stop? No. It didn't stop. It didn't stop until I said it from my own mouth in real life, not a recording. So that's not going to work either. None of that stuff is going to work, one, because I did it already, and I'm your guinea pig, but two, because the devil knows the Bible. The devil knows the Bible better than I do. Satan knows the Bible better than I do. Satan was a fallen angel. He knows what's up. He's not afraid of the Bible. He's not afraid of God's word. He's afraid of you believing in God's word. So that's why I said fear cannot be present. When I'm just aimlessly like, okay, I'm going to say the Lord's Prayer, and hopefully I, hopefully I have a good night's sleep. That's not re me really believing. If I'm saying, okay, I'm going to sleep with the lights on, but I'm going to pray, that's not me believing that God is going to deliver me from this. So don't add that stuff. And last but not least, number four, you're going to have to change your actions once you figure out what you've invited into your life and also what you are trying to cut out of your life. Because it's real funny how I stumbled upon this while just saying, you know what, maybe I should just be celibate for a year and see how that goes. Boom, can't sleep. I just decided to make a decision to cut something out of my life. And all the while, I found out that was the very something that had a stronghold over me. On the flip side, I invited something in my life, yoga. All the while, not realizing that I was getting so deep into yoga that I was worshiping Hindu God. Like, what? <laughs> Be careful what you do. Pray without decease. Never stop praying. Pray without fear. Learn your Bible. The Satan, Satan knows your Bible more than you do, but he knows his end. You know your end. You have the will to change your end. Know that God has never left you. 
God has never forsaken you. He won't leave you. He won't forsake you no matter what you've done, no matter how you view yourself, no matter who shamed you, no matter what you have, no matter what you don't have. God has never left you. He won't leave you. He's the same yesterday, today, tomorrow. And I'll see you on the next episode.